Yes. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Alright, welcome to Bragging Rights episode... Seven, is it now? What have I told you about interrupting me? I don't care. Okay. No. <laughs> Back to them Milton Keynes cows. <laughs> uh, yeah, episode seven. Well, not a great start to the episode, but I'll, as the Rovers fan, I'll let you take the mic. Thank you very much. Um, as many of you will know, we lost Rob Crossland last week. Um, he'd been battling cancer for a period of time after receiving an all-clear last year, after he beat it the first time, unfortunately returned, and sadly this time it was a battle that Rob couldn't win. Rob had been involved with the club since the early 2000s, where his first involvement was to sponsor the very first version of the club website, uk. Some of his businesses have also been seen as our primary sponsor on our playing shirts, such as Parasol in 2009 on the Home and Away shirt, Clear Sky in 14 and 15, home away and both charity shirts, which were the Army and the Papua New Guinea shirt. Also, Brian Alfred on the 2016 home away and charity RNLI shirt. He later became a board member in 2007, which came after his contributions to playing budget in 2006 promotion season. He helped propel Rovers to where we are now, and without him, or guys like him, such as um, Paul Lakin and others, there probably wouldn't be a whole KR. From all of us here at Bragging Rights, our thoughts, prayers and condolences go out to his family and friends, and I just want to give a massive shout-out to the Leeds fans in their honouring of the minutes applause. They were all a credit to the club, every single one of them. OK, let's talk about Rovers. We'll do Rovers first, because you Cause won. We won. Yeah. Does that mean if we both win this weekend, we'll go first? We'll have to flip a coin, or should we let you go? Because it's like a like a rarity these days. Well, we'll let you go first because you're above us in the league. So basically, unless we win and you lose, you're going first. Oh, okie dokie then. Well, um, um, oh, will you bugger off? He's <laughs> <laughs> such a twat. For anyone listening. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, I had to edit out nearly 200 M's last week because <laughs> Craig doesn't know how to just talk like a human. I do, but when I'm trying to piece it all together... Um, no, joking. When I'm trying to piece it all together, it's just... I get breaks in between what I'm saying, so I use the M as a filler to sort of pad out my sentence. Yeah. Most people that aren't very good on the radio do that. Um... Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Go on then, talk about Rovers. Yeah, in the um, in the first half, I thought Leeds is packed power before the pitch cut up properly, but we'll get on to that. Ice cream pitch. No, nah, it wasn't that bad. It was that bad. It was it absolutely... I, I, saw I watched someone, it back. I saw someone on Twitter the other day giving giving it grief, saying, oh, the pitch this, the pitch that, blah, blah, blah. It, you can say what you want. That is the worst pitch I've ever seen. Behave it, it yourself. Is. It is. It is. I'm not saying it's like your fault. Like the 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 pitch has clearly failed. It's it's not taken for whatever reason. I know it was wet, but I've never seen a pitch cut up like that before. Not that bad. How long have you been watching rugby for? Come on. I haven't. I'm, I'm not saying it because I'm an old fan. I don't care about that side of it. I and I'm not saying it just to wind Rovers fans up. I'm not. I'm genuinely not. Like I know that the the Warrington pitch was cutting up. It it was cutting up in a normal way. Your pitch. It was almost like I said, ice cream. It, at times, it looked like a as you dug your foot in, it was like putting a spoon into ice cream. It mm. was just it was it was churning up. It wasn't cutting up. It was churning. Yeah, there were some big chunks. So <laughs> it it was bad. I don't think anyone can deny it was. Absolutely awful, and in my memory at least, it's the worst I've seen. Anyway, talk about Rovers. <laughs> yeah, stop taking over. You know, uh, Leeds' pack power was um, was was pretty evident in between. Sangare, especially for them, stood out for me. Um, oh, I've done it again. That's all right, mate, it's all right. We're here with you. We'll support you through it. <laughs> I'm not editing anything out. I ain't got time, I've got an interview with oh. 
So yeah, they were on top, but we still managed to go in in front at half time, which I thought was credit to to Rovers defensively. I thought our defence was on top. I didn't think they was. Did you not? I didn't think they they were on top. I I said to I think I put it in our group probably to you and Dean. The oh no, I didn't. I told I was talking to Dean on the way to Wire. I think Rovers. Aside from a few mistakes, Rovers dominated that first half for me. And I think without them mistakes, Leeds wouldn't have had a foot in. These were, that was my initial opinion of the game. And then I watched it back and it didn't change. Like, I still thought Leeds were on top. But Fair. that might just be me seeing it maybe through Rovers tinted glasses. I don't know. We can both admit one thing. You should have had a player at least simbined in the lead-up to their try. I can't remember who it was. I think it might have been Gildart. He twatted someone in the face yeah. on the way in. Yeah, yeah. We did say that at the time, and then when it showed the replay, but it was just good to see the the defence grinding when it gets tough. Mm. We're not scared to do... Obviously, we mentioned about this last time. We're not scared to do that gritty... The stuff that people don't like to do in most teams. Most teams like to attack but we don't mind defending at the minute. And that, I thought that was pretty evident. Previously, we would have folded like a deck chair, whereas now we're digging in. We're, we're more than happy to defend our line. I think against all, you had four or five sets on our line towards the end. Leeds had pretty much the same. And yeah, it was, it was really good. Dig, um, digging in for each other. And yeah, absolutely. It, oh, like, it's a massive... Uh, Big long M. <laughs> I can't think of the word. It's a it's a really it's a it's massive a attribute for yeah. any any team that can that can really d- just dig in for each other. They're not not doing it for any other reason other than the man to the left and the man to the right. Yeah, that's it. Oh, sorry, person to the left and person to the right. We're about men's super league, mate, so we can use men's. Yeah. So. No. Well, stop going all PC. I don't like it. Well, it's still a player of the match, isn't it? It's the men's ah, Super League, ridiculous. but we still don't have a man of the match. Anyways, moving on. I'm going to dig in about this all season. It's just little things that really piss me off. It's a man's sport. Life. It's not a man's... Sorry, I'll retract that comment. It's not a man's sport, but this is a man's, men's league. Why don't we have man of the match? Yeah, absolutely. In the women's league, just to touch on something, my niece, cousin, whatever she is, she calls me her uncle, but she's my cousin, I think. <laughs> um... She's 14, she plays football on an whatever morning of the week, Sunday morning, whatever. And they have a girl of the match. Yeah. Why? Why are they allowed a girl of the match, but we're not allowed a match? Anyway, right. I'm, Moving I'm, on. I'm digressing. You know, I get... Talk to me about Rovers. I get it in points, in terms of the, you know, if you've got a mixed team, like my lad, he currently plays for the under-11s, they have a mixed team of boys and girls, so therefore player of the match stands. That makes sense. You know, because... Some of the girls on that team, I won't want them running at me, you know. And I'm six foot two and twenty three stone, so. Are you really? Yeah, I am, mate. I'm yeah. I'm not gonna call you. I old. don't look it though, do I? Uh, Another big long M. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> I plead the fifth, Your Honour. No further questions, Your Honour. <laughs> Talk to me about the second half. Then, second half. I didn't watch the second half. Right. Okay. So I thought. In the early goings of that f- second half, we controlled it very, very well. We were on top, you know, we were defending what we had, and then we responded as well. And I will move on to to Ash Andley's try because that deserves its own little section. I've seen the replay of that. <sighs> Unreal, mate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've done it again. But never mind. Um, you recognising it, mate? Recognising and accepting something is the first step towards healing. Sounds like I'm having a supervision, an intervention. You are. A really <laughs> slow one that'll probably last about 27 rounds. Yeah, if not more. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. Um, yeah, we responded just about as well as you can to conceding a try as well. Um, but yeah, just again digging in. It wasn't always pretty. It wasn't always what you want to see but it is only round two so it's round two and once again you were playing in a monsoon yeah yeah and well, well 
we played the conditions really well. The pitch looked like it was... Well, monster. yeah, but was if you think how much raining? rain... I think it had rained pretty much the majority of the Thursday yeah. plus other days. As soon as the ball touches the ground, it's wet. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I thought we controlled it really, really well. But just a, a little uh, comedy thing at the end when Lewis scored, but it was oh, ruled out. Ah. I bet ah. it was absolutely fuming with Gildart not passing him the ball. Because Gildart sort of, there was about three or four seconds to go, and Gildart took the tackle, and then he just sort of held the ball but didn't play it, and then he played it just as a hooter went, and the ref blew the whistle. So obviously all the Leeds players have stopped. Lewis ran in, scored. We all celebrated, thinking he'd he scored, but he blew the whistle and <laughs> rolled out. Oh, couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. Oh, now jealousy's rearing its ugly head. It is. It is. Indeed. I, I can hate this kid as much as I want, but it all stems from jealousy. Yeah. Because he's by far the best halfback in all. A lot of hatred. Of the that, best in the league. A lot of hatred or dislike, shall we say, because hatred's a strong word, that fans have for a player on their rival's team comes from jealousy. 100%. Absolutely. W- Wigan hated Sean Long. Yeah. Why? Because it was class. Because they were stupid enough to let him go. Mm. And look what he did for Saints. And I don't know the ins and outs of Mikey Lewis and the academy situation. I don't know if he was in the City of Hull Academy. He was, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, no. Let me finish. I don't know if he was in the City of Hull Academy as a Hull player or or as a Rovers player. So did we let him go? Did we not take an option? Like, I don't know. I don't know when it was, but um, there is talk that Hull told Mikey he was too small, he wasn't going to make it, and then he'd gone away, worked on himself, went on loan to teams like York, absolutely destroyed it at York, and then came back, and now look where he is. What a stupid thing to say. Like, we, we all grew up, or maybe not grew up, but we all spent a long time watching Rob Burrow playing Super League and ripping it apart. Being small is not an excuse for turning a player down. No. Never is. If you are small, have no skill, can't tackle, can't pass, fair enough. Basically, if you're a shit player and you're small, fair enough. Yeah. Let them down gently and say, sorry, it's because you're not big enough. But if you've got the class that he's clearly got, don't use the small excuse. Don't be naive enough to think that just because someone's little, you know, on, on a lesser scale, and no, not not saying he was a crap player or anything, he was a good player, but Sam Obst. Yeah. Little player, did well for Wakefield, did well for us when he came to us for a little bit. He was small. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. You know, you know, Reece Sav. Who you, who you oh, God, with, yeah. He'd, at Lamworth. He'd Jesus. tackle anything that moved, wouldn't he? He'd tackle you, wouldn't he, yeah. And he's like four foot. Yeah. You know, he's just he's just, <laughs> just cannonball himself at your face. He gets sent off every game now. But, you know, he's... Yeah. But, yeah, that's what I've heard anyway. I don't know if there's any truth in that. or I'm sure listeners will let us know if I'm right, wrong, in well, the middle. Mikey Lewis will probably come up a lot over the course of the season, quite rightly and deservedly on, on his part. And every time he comes up, I'll slag him off, and every time I slag him off, it's purely, well, not purely, but it's majoritively through jealousy. Yeah. So, there you go, you've heard it from me. And I think any old fan that denies that they hate him because of, at least in part, jealousy, you're lying. Mm. Every single Hull FC fan on the planet would kill to have Mikey Lewis pull on a black and white shirt. But I'm glad his try got disallowed. <laughs> Dirty little grub. It won't matter. <laughs> he don't care, does he? But yeah, back to, and I've touched on it a couple of times, but the defence. Our defence throughout only missed 19 tackles and allowed seven offloads. Now that's some going. Against a pack that was evidently bigger than ours. Yeah. Maybe with the exception of, like, maybe Sue. Because he's quite a, quite a unit, but... He's got a girl's name, though. Even his fair, no. Jesse Soasso Sue. Yeah. His full name. It's proper, like. It's not. Have you not heard the song A Boy Named Sue? I have. Well, there you go then. Do, do love a bit of Johnny Cash as well. <laughs> um, oh, don't make it. 
our attack still looks clunky. If you say M, mate, just roll with it. <laughs> you can't just shout at yourself because don't forget, I've not got time to edit any of this shit. <clears throat> oh, well, we'll get an ex- extended episode because of the amount of M's that are in it, won't yeah, we? Yeah, I know. On saying that, anything else to say about Rovers? Yeah, we wrap I've, got, I've, got, I've got a fair bit to say still, oh, so yeah, stop cool. interrupting me. Unless you've got actually something to add. <laughs> Quietly zips mouth. Talk then. Yeah, the, the attack looked clunky. Um, new one and six. You know, they're going to take time. Mike is taking on a new role as well, leading the team around the park, etc. I forgot about Hiku. <laughs> He's shitting, he. He's shit. Himself. At one, he's shit. He's that shit that he dropped the ball, got that frustrated with himself, mouthed off to the referee and got Simbin no, for it. for mouthing off. It was for holding down. What? It was for holding down. It's a professional foul. Was it? Yeah. Well, he did that in frustration because well, he's shit. Yeah, but you Put know, him you... at centre. Put him at centre where he thrives. He'll be the best yeah, centre in the see. league if you put him there. Well, he's one for two on tries in games, so let's let's just see how it goes. And, to be fair, I made a point about Hiku. Yeah, one trying two games. I made a point about Hiku. He had a poor start, and then he grew into the game and looked solid. Okay. He looked solid. Uh, great effort to get the ball for, get to the ball for his try. Right. You won't see Nick who was in the second half. Right. Basically, kick through, and then he had to get past the fullback. To, yeah, you'll have to watch it back. I'm yeah. not very good at describing talk, it. Talk me. Go on, do colour commentary. Colour commentary. No, don't, don't. Carry on, quick. <laughs> We ain't got time. <laughs> and he made 148 metres off 18 carries. That's not bad. So, And that was after spending 10 minutes in the bin and a shaky six, seven minutes maybe. So if he's taking to it, was so 65 minutes, shall we say? Something like that. He's, he's done that in. Uh, do, 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 do. So he's played two games of rugby and had <clears throat> 65 good minutes. Yeah. 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 Sound. Compared to all the whole team who've had two games of rugby and played zero good minutes. Uh, we'll get on to that. <laughs> that's wrong. That's a lie. You know that's a lie. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on. Reel get, him in. Reel get, him in. Dig in. Get in that out. Go on. Okay. Jai Whitbread. What an animal. What an animal. 41 tackles. Six tackle busts. 14 carries for 109 metres. Superb. You've done all this effort. Like You've done nothing, have you? I've, I've done now. No, I thought last I week. I literally said to you before this one, we need to be less Jano and more banter. I am prepped now, mate. I'm going off what I watched in my head. Although so, I have got one fact and it's going to really wind you up. But so I'll be complete and utter shit. Anyways, yeah. Jeslitton, <laughs> 80 minutes at hooker, on that pitch, and kicking goals. 39 tackles, 75 metres off seven carries. Yes, I'm talking with my hands. Stop looking at them. And you're banging the sofa. Um, can we have him back? No. And quick question. Why are you only playing with one hooker? Because Parcel was suspended. For being a dirty grub? For slightly touching somebody's face and knocking an eyelash out of line. <laughs> <coughs> For gouging his eye. One thing that made me laugh. Donaldson. You'll have seen that because it was in the first half. It was just before half-time. Yeah. How in the world is that only yellow? Mitigating factors. Oh, piss off with your mitigating factors. Yeah, don't tell me. Mate. I, I don't need to piss off. Tell the RFL to piss off. I did think it was a red when it happened. But then Lissoni also got a yellow, mm-hmm. but he got more of a match ban than what Donaldson did. And yeah, Donaldson be- was pretty that's, much GBH. That's because <laughs> that's because the match review panel have had time to look at it and give their two pence worth, whatever that's actually worth. Incorrect two pence worth. Yeah, but... Yeah. Handley, what can you say? Now? Can we have him? You can have him if we can have Jez Litton back. <laughs> no, because then we'll have to play with Parcel all year round and I don't think he's got 80 <clears throat> minutes in him every week. Should sign a world-class hooker like we did. And then play him at seven. I won't call him world class. He was at Feverston. Mate, he played international last year. Don't make him world class. He, nah, all right, fair enough. He's not world class, but he is top, top. At hooker, he's class. And that it, that showed in first half. Absolutely, yeah. But anyway, we're not talking about Anyways, 
It's like Handley. It's like he's having a competition with himself for try of the season. It's like, what's he going to do this week? And the the vision, and to be able to kick that ball on the move and just land it straight in Handley's hands was just unreal. It was against a runner player, I thought. Uh, we were completely in control of the game up until that point, as I mentioned earlier on. But that's what Leeds can do yeah. with players like that in that team. And that's probably why Brody Croft was brought in, to be able to see things like that. And I've got Brody Croft down as my potential manager yeah, for the season. Yeah. And, and it's yeah. things like that, why I think he is. And with the team that he's got around him... Leeds, I think, yeah, fair enough. You beat him. I think Leeds are a top team. I Leeds have gonna... players missing, though. In to be totally honest, yeah, I think they're a top team. I think they're going to grow into the season. Um, and oh, I did an M. Oh, that was a big one as well, wasn't it? It's not just yeah. me. I, I do. I, th- I think Leeds will. They'll be right up there. They'll be. They usually do though. How many times have we seen Leeds start slow? And then build momentum towards the end of the season and go on a playoff winning. Yeah, but they they were doing that during the. The the golden era as they call it, won't they? Yeah. I'm I'm thinking now they're on the, the the start of their journey to getting potentially back up there. If they can keep this team together, get it to click and, and get it to grow mm. together, I I really do I'm I'm a bit frightened about what Leeds could could become. Oh yeah, it's certainly a transitional period for them at the moment, isn't it? So, and um Go on. But yeah. So also, Dean mentioned to me, he said about Rovers' metres after contact. I didn't think they were very good when I watched it on the night. Looking back, I thought, I can see where it's coming from. Mm. Now, I actually did a little bit more research in this. Oh, God, here we go. <laughs> Jeez, have you got did... a job, <clears throat> job with, like, Opta? Might have. You should get one. Hit me up. Um, 684 metres from Rovers. After contact? Metres after contact. That's to, about as many as we made total in the To derby. put that into perspective, when Saints beat London last week, and it was quite a runaway victory, they only did 734. So we was 50 behind them. That's that's pretty decent. Yeah, and now I didn't actually and see that. but Again, no, just, no, not trying to piss anyone off, but you've got to factor in the pitch as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. How, how hard it must have been to get leg drive on that yeah. pitch. So. so yeah, that's that's about it from me that, and Rovers. That is it. You've had twenty minutes to talk crap about Rovers. So. Two from two. I don't care. Up the mighty top of the table, Man City Rugby League Robins. Ah, whatever. We're done. There we go. It usually right. helps if you press the record button. I asked for it. I did. I asked for more banter. Is your mic on this week? It's on. Good. I can see it on the screen, all the stuff moving on the stuff. Very, very technical insight very technical there. Yeah. From the guy that works technical support. Anyway, FC. Onto your rabble. Onto onto all. This is the I didn't want to go to this game. And I admitted it last week. I said it when I was late. We were getting picked up. Cousin Josh turned up at my door and as usual I was not ready. I was sorting out food to take with me. It's a it's a running joke. I just don't know how to get ready on time. Anyway, I didn't want to go to the game, but I'm in a way I'm glad I did. In a way, I'm really annoyed that I did, but I'm glad I went. As you can see from the Twitter page, y- yeah, it's from Friday night. Most of them tweets were not me or X's posts. Whatever oh, that was, they are. that was me. Were not me. Yeah, that was me. You want to put your name to a couple of them as well, and I was like. I think people got the idea. Anyone that follows us on Twitter (laughs) that saw the anger, they knew it was me. It's not my fault. (laughs) Fuck the RFL. Uh, (laughs) I thought we started off, I don't know why I'm talking with such a gap in words. Use a space bar. Yes, that one. I'm using the tab bar instead of the space bar. Um, yeah, I was, I was as as a lot of fans have said, I was really proud of our team mm. for the full game. I was proud. The first half, I thought we we really dug in. I thought we got a really good 
with a really good account of ourselves. We looked a lot sharper with Brown at nine. And now that he's not banned, because he shouldn't have even been sent off, but we'll get to that. <laughs> I would like, even without him coming back in, I would like to see him at nine again. I preferred Hoy at six and Smith at seven to Brown at seven and Smith at six. Very much preferred that. And I can't remember who it was that said it, but I would rather have Brown at nine and Houghton at seven than the other way around. Because neither of them are brilliant sevens, but Brown, and it's going to really annoy me because I speak to Danny whenever I see him, Brown's just a better nine. And that's... That's purely, I think, down to... A lot of it's down to age, because I've always yeah. rated Danny as a nine. But I think in this moment, in this season, at this time, New Brown is a better hooking option than Danny Outen. Mm, you not got anybody else who can go there? Deneve? No, then. Moving on. Uh, duh, I, I rate Deneve. I really do. I think as a as a young man coming up, I think he is a fantastic young hooker and I'm looking forward to seeing him develop into a, hopefully a, a starting player for us. I think he's got that potential. Wow. Really do. I think the, the last time I saw a player with as much potential as Deneve was Jez Litton. So he'll be at Rovers in a few years. Then. So as with all our decent hookers, aside from Danny Outen, yes, he'll probably end up at Rovers and he'll rip it up. Because that's what players do. What are you doing? You got a text? Yeah. Yeah? Was La- it? Lamworth Lions related business. Pardon? Lamworth Lions related business. Why? You still in with the Lions? Yeah. What, are your lad at that? Is your, is your lad there? No, he's at Eastall. Well, what's going on with Lamworth? Tell me more. Would you like to know? Yeah, I would actually, yeah. You said, and I quote, before the season started, you said, no, categorically when I mentioned grassroots rugby and this podcast. So I didn't, no, 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 no. I didn't state, I said for now. No, you did not. You categorically said no. Yeah, all right, I did, yeah. I think it should just be Super League. Mm. All right, but as a one-off, <laughs> just because you're holding secrets from me. What's I'm not on? holding secrets, it's just about the changing rooms at Eastmont. Have they not been cleaned yet? I reckon there's still some of the mud off my boots in the changing rooms. Yeah, but there was no deal going forward for the Lions as a club, as a whole, to use Eastmont's facilities and changing rooms. And uh, So they're moving again? No, no, staying at Eastmont. Oh, alright. So right. me and my mates saw it out last night. So. Yeah. Anyway, are you going to... Dust your boots off and play again. Don't be daft. Why? Still takes me 15 minutes to get out of bed in the morning. And that's just from a few days walking around. <laughs> Never mind. But you can't open and close the gate either in your warm-up anymore, can you? No, no, probably not. Not without tearing an hamstring or something. Me neither. Anyway, um, we're talking about FC. And this is why I don't want to talk about grass. To be fair, Lamworth Lions are on the level. What? Lamworth Lions are on the level of a FC anyway, so don't worry about it. Wow. Yeah, anyway, so... <laughs> I there's not I'm trying to think of things to say without just going straight to the obvious but I can't and now because I'm organised would you like a few points and maybe you can expand on them see what you oh, thought alright go on then because I'm organised I'm working full time oh, I'm on annual leave right, got so nothing you, better to do with so my time so in a few weeks when I've got the week off and you you aren't I'll do all this shit he won't. I will. Anyways. I will First things first. First 20 minutes was all wire. Yeah. And they only scored one try, which is credit to you guys. Yeah. Not just credit to us guys, credit to our kids. Well, yeah, predominantly, yeah. Absolutely. Like, I'm not saying the full team was kids. It won't. There was a spatter in a first team in there, yeah. but our kids really dug in. Oh, Absolutely. But then the next 15 minutes, so sort of 20 to 35 minutes, was all Hull. Mm. You seem to be favouring your left edge a lot. Yeah, but when you look at who you've got on the left, 
You know, the, for me, it was it was Sutcliffe. Yeah, yeah. I was getting my left and right right then. I was just I was thinking, have I fucked this up? No, it, is, no. it was Sutcliffe on it, the left. It was Sutcliffe. Yeah, I yeah. think Sutcliffe offers a lot going forward. I've I rated him when it leads. I'm Not for the next two games anyway. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's the referee's fault, but yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not, but we'll get The referee was running. Sutcliffe was Oh, you want about Sutcliffe. Right. Behind him, the referee slowed down. Sutcliffe didn't because he was chasing back and he went into the back of the referee. But the player was nowhere near him. Yeah, it was. He was running angular across to cut. Look, watch it back. I'll I know that the player was happening, but Sutcliffe was running angular to... By the looks of it, he probably would have, if if their player would have carried on going forward and he'd have carried on in his direction, he'd have probably met him sort of five metres out for yeah. a tackle. I'll have to watch it back. But, yeah, anyway, I, I disagree with that. I've yeah. seen people on Twitter saying, you know, you just stay away from the ref, but I'm like, he was running an angle. I don't think he was going after the ref. He had no reason to. Yeah, I made the point, I think, in the group, didn't I, where I put, he's put his hands up, but was that, like, Construed as a push by the RFL, or was it just he was trying to well, if he didn't put his minimise up, contact? Just, you know, he just chested into the back of the ref, wasn't he? And oh yeah, but I remember when Benfam broke his leg, <clears throat> referring Ream Rovers at Wigan. Shame. I our player didn't get a, a card then. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah. And then the last five the game died off, obvious reasons. So I, I want. I was originally. Well, I was I was thinking about this. I was thinking about it all the way since since he got sent off. I was like, I'm going to be so mad on the podcast, so mad on the podcast. But then the RFL aren't banned him. They've revised the wording of the rule. The RFL have done everything they could possibly have done in the aftermath of this to put it right. Yeah, absolutely. As, yeah. as, as much so as they can. Yeah. They, they can't wind the game clock back and, and play the last half with 13 on 13. They can't do anything like that. My missus turned around and said, oh, they should replay the game. She's obviously not been watching sport very long. <laughs> but anyway, it was... It, it ruined the night. Yeah. Completely. Yeah, not, yeah. not just the game, the night. Because there was however many hundreds of fans that went the two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour drive to get there... You go there with as much optimism as you can after the derby. You spend good money, 28 quid a ticket, however much it was in fuel. Then a couple of beers in the pub beforehand, a couple of pies on the concourse. It's not cheap. No, at all. And then you, you hear a referee, or we didn't hear it at the time, obviously, but you hear a referee turn around and say, that was forceful and dangerous. Yeah, it just made a mockery of of everything. It's it wasn't. It never was. I don't know how anyone could have ever interpreted the rule like that. And there's there's New Brown came out on Instagram and he says you can't blame the referee for uh, implementing the rules that are given to him by his it, employer. Yeah, yeah. But you can blame the referee and the video referee for somehow interpreting that that was forceful and dangerous. Mm. He barely touched him. I know there was a cut, but you can get cuts from a glance. You can. We see it in boxing all the time. Well, it wasn't a, a massive head clash, was it? It was, it was, it was barely it, any. Yeah, exactly. It was just, I think, because of where it was, sort of on his eyebrow Line. Also, because it was it was a glance as well. It was it was yes, coming so across it's sort of torn, maybe yeah. torn the skin. So a that's bit. what he's done. He has torn the skin. I just I can't. Get, I just can't get my head round. I just how. wonder that if there was no blood, Ben Curry's already said. He says he if there was gone? no blood, I wouldn't have stopped. And if I hadn't have stopped, it wouldn't have, it'd have carried on. Yeah. and no one would have been sent off. Yeah, I saw a few people saying that he was he was milking a penalty for the head contact and things like that. But I thought he was. Yeah, at the time, yeah, I could probably understand that. Yeah, I was in the stands, and he stayed down, and I actually said, fucking milking it, like, yeah. you know, giving it all this. Yeah, yeah, as this. you do. And then I saw on the screen, I was like, oh, yeah, no, he's not milking that. Yeah. Like, you know, his face yeah. is half red. But <laughs> it's just the decision. It was the decision that was made, and I'm glad the RFL have cleared the rule up. 
I still think even with the old wording, I don't see how it was ever a red. With the old wording and the... Uh, what's it called? Yeah, that was a long aim. Even with the old wording and the fact that it was all, you know, trying to get rid of the head-on-head collisions and things like that, I could get if he give him a yeller. It wasn't forceful and dangerous, but there was head-on-head contact. And there was nothing in the rules at that point that stated that only the initial contact could be yeah. uh, actioned against. Yeah. So I could have understood a yellow. Never a red. Never that. A yellow would have been poor rulemaking. A red, 100%, was poor refereeing on the part of the on field and video referee. Yeah, and that's all I've got to say about that, really. I don't think there's much else you can say um, on it. You know, I made the point to you, I think during during the weekend, that I don't think I've ever known the whole, and like by whole I mean everybody, apart from the initial people saying maybe he was milking it, but agree on an incident. Every single team. Usually, incidents in rugby, you know, the split. You get some people for it, some people against it, some people agree, some people don't agree, yada, yada, yada. But there was there was players, there was fans, there was board members, there was people in the NRL. You know, NFL, I even saw some NFL players tweeting about it, and it's like... NFL, American football? Yeah. Really? There was one or two I saw, yeah. Well, to be fair, there's a couple of players out there now that have moved from, like, the NRL, aren't they? They've gone across and played. Yeah, yeah. So. You know, maybe there's maybe there's some sort of spreading the feed, word. feed. Yeah. But yeah, it's just it, it was unanimous across the uh, game, absolutely, with the exception of John Wells and Paul Vaughan. And I think um, the, the it was Wells... Danica Prim initially who said that he was milking it, but then I think she retracted a statement. Afterwards. No, I'm on about the red. I'm on about the red. Oh, uh, right, okay. Uh, yeah. Wells. For, I mean, Wells is a dickhead, isn't he? Yeah. You know, you get that. But Paul Vaughan... It's like he's trying player. to be controversial, isn't it? Paul Vaughan's a player. I, I don't get that. Yeah. He was in that yeah. game. He's mm. playing under these rules. He's a bit of an hard man. I, I, I don't get that. But anyway, no. enough about that. We've... There's not much to say about the second half either. Other than... Wire played really well against 12 men. They did what... You we couldn't done. do absolutely. Yeah, in yeah. in the derby. Yeah, yeah. And again, we dug in. Arts on our sleeves. Yeah. There's been 80 minutes of rugby for all FC so far, and I cannot for one second doubt effort from any player. Yeah. Any every single player that's pulled on black and white this year, you could maybe single out Pele. But I'm not going to say that he didn't put effort in. I'm just going to say that he was a bit of a pleb. Yeah, you can't say that because he put, uh, was it, so one of our players on his ass first run. Absolutely just cleaned him out. I think yeah. it was Tara May. It just was Tara May. Straight yeah. at him. But yeah, I'm, I'm not saying he's not put effort in. The only thing negative that I can say about any whole player so far this season, really, is Pele's sending off. Yeah. Just to something that'll make you a bit pleased. I thought Ockenbaugh. Yes, Ockenbar, yeah. yeah. Played well. He's just got a bit of an issue. I don't know if it's wet weather with his ball retention or catching a pass, I've noticed. You can possibly it's... put that down to the fact, though, that any any overseas player can use the excuse, but it it's a thing, really. Or it probably is a thing. When do they ever really play in the wet as often as we do with, like, yeah. cold fingers and all that? It, it yeah. is a thing. I'm not, it's a... Pansy sort of excuse, if you want to call it that. If no, but it is. To call it that. You know, you play in the rain over in Australia and it, it's still warm. Yeah. You know, and then you come over here and it's February and it's three degrees with a zero degree wind it's chill. Fucking Baltic. Absolutely Baltic, you know. Cold. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just a bit upset that you're not playing us on a Friday night or a Thursday night at Craven Park with that cold wind blowing in off the docks. Yeah. Because then that would have been fun to see. <clears throat> But, uh, yeah, he played really well. He just needs to learn to hold the ball a little bit. I've got one more thing to say, and then we're done with FC for the week. Yes. Tex Hoy. 
Mr. Turnstyle, is it you call Turnstyle him? Tex, yeah. Yeah, Turnstyle Tex. Yeah. 29 tackles, zero missed. Yeah, that's impressive. With a, bearing in mind, playing with 12 men in the second half in the middle of the park. Not in the middle, middle, but, you know, at half-back. I think that's that's a quality effort, that. That is a good effort. I'll give him give him credit. And I did, actually, one of the... One of the two, three whole players that I singled out as impressive. Tex Hoy was one of them. Mm. You know, he's playing out of position at seven. Well, Again, don't ca- forget we signed him as a seven. Yeah, but he's not a seven. I'm just in, in my eyes, as in my opinion, yeah, not a seven. But uh, same year with Hiku at fullback. On, on know. saying that, though, our full strength as a full strength team. I probably would have Hoy in the halves. Mm. I'd have Brown at nine, I'd have Truman at six, and I'd have Hoy at seven. At this current stage... Yeah, with what you've got available. That's what I'd say with what we've got available. I'm not saying it's ideal, I'm not saying it's perfect, but that's probably the you know the spine I'd go for with Walker at one. Yeah. So Anyway, yeah. that's enough about all we'll... Wow, we've done 20 minutes on each. Was only meant there to you go, you was whinging at me. Yeah, but I was thinking we'd do 15. But anyway. Oh, cry about it. Let's, let's go. All right, let's let's talk predictions. I'm going to give Dean a ring because uh, he's not here, because he's working again. Apparently, he doesn't make enough money, so he works late now. So, yeah, I'll give Dean a ring, and then we'll do predictions. Right, so we got Dean on the phone, and predictions. Predictions, yeah. So De- I'll give Dean has just asked though before we got recording that he wants to know what what we got from last week. Well, before you so rudely interrupted me, James, I was going to give a <laughs> a rundown from last week. Now you fucking dead. <laughs> I was going to give a rundown from last week, who we picked, who won, and then go on to this week. Get on with it then. I'm going to throw you out that window in a minute. Not that I condone physical violence, especially on a rugby pitch. Next. First game, Hull KR leads. You two went for leads, I went for Hull KR. Yay. Warrington versus Hull FC. All three of us went for Warrington. Pretty unanimous. London versus Catalans. Again, all three of us went for that. For Catalans, Huddersfield against Saints. Me and Dean picked Saints, and Jimmy, you picked Huddersfield. Yeah. Obviously, Saints won that one, 28-zip. And finally, what are you scoffing at? Just, yeah, just didn't think it'd be that. I didn't think, I thought Saints would win, but I didn't think it'd be that much of a of a blowout. Yeah. And then finally, on to Salford-Castleford on Sunday. Me and Jimmy picked Salford, and Dean picked Castleford, which gives us an overall for this week. Of me with five out of five, and you two tied on three out of five. As a running total, that puts me top on nine, and then you two tied on eight. All right. It's, still, it's pretty close. I mean, we're only on round two. Yeah, give it time. Give it time. Uh, on to this week, we have Saints against Lee. I've gone for Saints. Dean? Saints. I don't know how well people are going to be able to hear Dean, so just to confirm, Dean picks Saints. And that might sound really stupid when I finish the podcast because it, it might be clear as day. <laughs> but anyway, I'm going Saints as well. Yep, no problem. On to Wigan versus Huddersfield. With it being a home game, I'm going to tip Wigan to back up after last Saturday. So I'm tipping Wigan. Yeah. Dean? Yeah, I agree with that. Same. Yep. Yeah. Can't bet against them. No, that's it, innit? It's just, there's just something else at the minute. Leeds against Catalan on, at Leeds. Um, I've gone for Catalan's. Just because I know Leeds have a few injuries going around and that didn't look brilliant in the first game. And then obviously they've picked up a couple of bands from this week. So I've tipped Catalan. 
Dane? Catalan. Just. Catalan? You can't <laughs> copy me just because I'm topping I'm not. I'm not. But I, I was I was contemplating Leeds, but then you reminded me that they picked up. Two shouldn't, bands. Have said, shouldn't have said anything, <laughs> should I? <laughs> uh, Salford against Hull KR on Saturday. Um, the way we're playing, I'm going to have to back ourselves. I'm going with the mighty Man City of Rugby League. Oh, piss off! As previously mentioned. <laughs> God's sake! So yeah, I've gone for Rovers. Dane. Spanner in the works. I'm going to say Mark Snead drop goal to win it for Salford. I will cry into my cause light on the way home. I'd I'd love to do it, but I I can't. I'm, I'm going to have to say Rovers. Interesting. And then finally, Hull FC against London. Um, obviously, we've discussed Hull FC and all their trials and tribulations that they've got at the moment, but for me, I've back to FC. Dane? I'm going to have to back all FC. I'm not overly confident. I'm, I'm, I think might just sneak the two points. I think they'll be a bit closer than what people are giving London credit for. But I think, yes, just, we'll get the two points. I am also going to go for all FC. I think as much as I can't bet against Wigan, I also can't bring myself to back London. Yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense. They might, they might come into it eventually. They might click at some point, but I can't back London against anyone. Are you factoring in that they're your bogey team? No, no, I'm, I don't buy into all that. Fair enough. And like a like a numpty, I missed a game out. I was going to say, I thought that was only five. <laughs> I did. I missed Warrington and Castleford out, so apologies to fans of those two teams if you're listening. Warrington at home to Castleford. Uh, for me, I'd back Warrington. Dane? Uh, oh, I don't think Warrington are any great shakes. And I think we, we could have snuck them two points on Friday and we aren't that great. You know what? I'm gonna go for an upset here, Cass. Um, I'm sticking safe and going Warrington. Because as as much as I agree with what you've just said, I, I do agree that we could have potentially snuck them points with 13 men on the field. Yeah, I, I just can't, Cass. Again, I think I think you're looking at a, a really bottom end team with Cass. You got London, Cass at the minute, Hull. Yeah, but I think on on paper, once you get players back, you'll be all right. I'm not not tipping you to make the playoffs because I I genuinely, genuinely don't think you will make the playoffs. But if you can aim for 8th, ninth, that would be... I'll I'll just repeat what I said there. I don't want to make the playoffs because I think we'll get to the playoffs. You'll get some fans getting their hopes up and then we'll get absolutely dicked in the in the first playoff game. Like we did in the semi yeah. against Wigan. And and it just deflates you and then I'd rather our season end that week earlier and just be like, you know what, we give it a good try instead of getting embarrassed in the playoffs. Yeah. Because I'm fed up and whatever I pay be, for a ticket if we get to the playoffs. Whatever be as bad as Bradford though, will it, surely? Will no. anything ever compare to that? No. And that's not even me being banter. Go on. Why would you not want the excitement of reaching the playoffs and having that? And I'd rather wait until I I, I. I get what you're saying, but it's I'd, never a right time to make it or not make the playoffs. Like, just go for it. If it's be, get, it's because I know that we're it's we could, for all intents and purposes, sneak a playoff spot, but we are so far away from some of the teams ahead of us. And that includes Rovers at the minute, that it would just be painful. I don't think it would be, but we'll agree to disagree on that. Yeah. Just going to throw this out there. Small club mentality, that. <laughs> I'm just going to throw this out there. You can bring up Bradford all you want, but we've never been beat 50 0 at Wembley, and we've never been beating Golden Point 
at Wembley. Doesn't matter. So why don't you try winning a trophy? Oh, some, mate, some come ta- on, you're better than Sometime in this millennium. You're better. I bet you run that Twitter page, don't you, days since. <laughs> no, but I wish I knew who did. Fuck I yeah. love that guy. Or girl. Or person. Thing. I don't know. I love that human. <laughs> Possibly. It could be a cat. Oh, yeah. it's, a, it's the type of thing that a cat would do, in it? Yeah, cats are assholes, aren't yeah. they? Oh, God. Anyway, um, what have we got next? We've got... Dickhead of the week. Go on then. Who's your dickhead of the week? Mine can only be the match officials from the Warrington Hull FC game who gave Brown the red card. Okay. I was going to blame the RFL as a whole, but that sort of changed my mind when they revised the decision and the framework. So we're not so. just going Griffiths as a referee? No, it was an officiating the, team. It was all of the them. The team, yeah, okay. Yeah. And I'm going to go with Liam Moore. Oh, specific. Specifically Liam Moore, not just the the video refs, cause not, not just the, the team, sorry. Specifically, Liam Moore, I think he, I don't want to say embarrassed, but he really didn't paint rugby league in the UK under a very good light for me. I've mm-hmm. I've watched it back. I watched a bit part of it whilst I was out on Saturday night and I've watched it back and I, I can't, can't say he did us any favours with our Australian fans if you want to say it that. So, yeah. pretty bad, really, that both of us have picked uh, referees for this week. But Dean's on the phone, and Dean's got to decide between what we've picked as to who is the dickhead of the week, or dickheads in Craig's case. But Dean has said that he's picked someone as well, and it might be completely different. So we'll get him to pick... Who he thinks out of our choices is the dickhead of the week first? So, Dean? I've got, because I've got skin in the game, it's, it's got to be Craig's. Alright, so dickhead of the week, dickheads of the week. Dickheads. Are the officiating team from Warren, Warren versus Hull. Yep. Okay, who was you going to pick? Man was a match officials from the Warrington game. Oh, there we go then. There we go. So, yeah. <laughs> um, just out of curiosity, who was the video ref for the Warrington game? Liam Moore. Oh, was it Liam Moore? I believe yeah. so. So, oh, there we go then. Ultimately, ultimately Liam Moore's had, had a mare of a weekend. I'm pretty sure. I might be wrong, and apologies if I am, but I do believe that the video referee was Liam Moore for, for your game. We do tend to be wrong, but... I, it doesn't surprise me if if he was the video ref because it would have been him that told Griffiths that it was forceful and dangerous. Yeah. So, yeah, Liam Moore, you are a dickhead, and the rest of the team from the Warrington game, you are also dickheads. Not the not the touch not the touch judges though. Like, what did they do wrong? I don't know. Do they have any input? Griffiths they... and Moore. You two is his dickheads. In the politest way possible. End of. See you next week. (laughs) Such a little bitch. (sighs) Thought we was done, but Craig wants to talk about something real boring. It's only boring because he'll be wearing red and white and not black and white. Mm. You can't tell me you're not excited to see him in Super League. I'll repeat what I said last week. I understand that he's a great player. I get that. But he's 36. I don't... For me, especially with the rules the way they are, everyone's already saying it, I don't think he's worth the risk. Because you've got to factor in his age. You've got to factor in the change from NRL to Super League. Is he, is his style going to work up? I mean, he's his style, yeah. He's probably just going to get the ball and smash into people. <laughs> but then you've also got to factor in... 
how much time is he going to spend banned? Well, hopefully none. But I'm not denying great player. My concerns are age and ability to not be banned. I don't think his age will be an issue. Yes, he'll be 36 when he comes over. But you look at Roby. He's, what, 37 when he finished playing 38? Something like that. Something like that, yeah. And JWH, Jared Warrior Hargreaves, has trained NRL standard all his life. Mm. He will be as fit as they come. Top, top standard, that. Not like our piss take of a pre-season <laughs> that we do over here, apparently. You to the words out my mouth. <laughs> I can't believe he said that. I used to love that guy. But yeah, I I just think that the, the there's no risk for us. Yes, he might spend a bit of time on the sidelines. But that's the risk. Because <sighs> you've got... Right, he, he's a marquee, 100%. He's not coming over here for less than 100 grand, is he? Right. You know what I mean? He's costing you... A huge amount of money. But it won't be on the bill if it's marquee. No, no, it won't be on the salary cap. He's still on the bill. Yeah, he'll be fine. He's still paying for it. We've got money. Oh, God, here we go. (laughs) Shake Cracknell and all this this oil wealth. (laughs) I'm not, not saying it's a bad signing. I'm not saying that I wouldn't like him in our team. I just, yeah, it's it's a money thing, and it's a how much time are we going to spend band kind of thing for me. I think as well his off-field input with the young up-and-coming props, and also his leadership skills that he can instill into players like George King, oh, like that, Minchella, that you know, is huge. Is it going to be worth the money? Like you say, it's not going to be coming over on a penny, but we'll just wait and see. But for me. And to be able to sign a name like that, who feels he could still go in the NRL, speaks volumes about where yeah. this club's going for me. As, as a name, it's huge. Yeah. For the marketability of your club, it is huge. And for the Super League, it is huge. Mm. But my concerns I, I can only lie in two places, and I repeat them. Yep. It is age, which the the point of that is... Not necessarily fitness, but injury, especially in our climate. Yeah, as we and, discussed with Abdul. Yes, and discipline. Yeah, discipline. Not necessarily his discipline, thing. but our interpretation of the rules. Yeah. Or our version of the rules. Well, hopefully this players' union will take off. Fingers crossed. Um, yeah. But we'll revisit that what I, as and when. What I will say is, if you're deciding for this season... Two games in, he'd have had about eight yet red cards. In two games, that's yeah, impressive. That's how bad his discipline is. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. But yeah. But yeah. Anyway, we are done. That is end of round two, episode seven. seven. Yeah. I'll just say it again. If you can give us a, a like, if you can follow us on whatever platform it is you're listening to, that's massive. That that really is. What what we need is for people to follow us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever it is you're listening to us on. That's great. Five star ratings, reviews, anything like that, and yeah, a bit more interaction on Twitter would be amazing. Just for content. Yeah, apologies to Callum. I didn't get his Callum's corner in this week, but it was a packed show. So okay, we need an FC fan like Callum. We need an FC fan that's going to pipe up on Twitter that's going to give me something to, <laughs> to fire. To be fair, Callum did send me some stuff. I've just not been able to get around to it because of how much we ain't got to time. I'll be no. surprised if people are still listening 59 minutes in. Callum, if you're listening, I'll double up next week. Don't tell Jimmy. And I've edited it out already. <laughs> See you next week. Bye. Bye.